Welcome to Becoming Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Taylor Campbell. I'm a birth and bereavement doula, as well as an adoption and surrogacy doula. Doula means woman who serves. And although I love happy births, adoptions, and surrogacy, the pro bono part of my business is in bereavement. I'm here to help you. I'm also mom of 18, yes, 18 children, with over 30 years experience in the trenches as a mom myself. We have a huge blended family, and I've also experienced the loss of our adult son. Remember, give a shout out to those brave enough to share their stories on how they have become parents. Let's dive in. Welcome to Becoming Parents Podcast. Today, I'm with Lois Hollis. How are you? I am very well, uh, but I'm still a parent at 79. (laughs) I mean, does it ever go away? No. Nope. It does not. I'm really excited. And I know we're going to weave in and out of this because we're talking about, you know, guilt, shame in parenting. And so it's your parenting journey and then everything you do. And we have a lot in the show notes, you know, everything's in the show notes. I don't know where you want to begin your story um, (laughs) of parenting and how it relates to what you do, but why don't you jump in and share with us um, your parenting journey? Okay. I will begin in the beginning because some people can relate to my situation. Um, I've always wanted children. Some of us feel that way, some of us don't, but it doesn't matter. Plus you're gonna be a parent anyway, somehow along the line. Um, I had three miscarriages before I had one child. So- And wasn't one of them, at least one of them, a late term? Yeah, seven months. Yeah. But that was like 50 years ago, so they didn't have the neonatal skills. And so, yes, my baby would have been um, saved. However, um, we found out I had some issues, but they were resolved. And I had God gave me three beautiful daughters. It took some time. But with that background, you set yourself up for, oh, my goodness, I'm so grateful, which is true. But it can have a double-edged sword because all of us feel that way when we do become a parent, how lucky we are, because we know some stories that people can't conceive or they do baby or um, there's so many stories. But we set ourselves up because we are so grateful. But that's okay. That's okay. Because we need that cushion as we parent it going along. Um, I was a devoted mother Mm -hmm. to my children. I wasn't working, which is okay. Um, I had migraine headaches uh, for 30 years, so I wasn't very employable. Right. And so therefore, um, I was called like a stay-at-home mom, which is okay. And people work and be a mom. It doesn't matter because the parenting goes the same. Parenting will go the same if you're a working mom or not a working mom. And that's important for you to know. It's not your fault because you're not working and it's not your fault because you are working. This parenting guilt shame comes in. It doesn't care if you're a good parent or a bad parent. It just comes in. So that's really important for you to understand. You did nothing wrong to feel guilty. 
if you stayed home, if you didn't stay home, if you went here, it will get you. The shame guilt will get you. And what do I mean by that? And I want to express this early on in the game because the shame guilt that we feel, all of us do, uh, parenting just exemplifies it more, mm -hmm. is the guilt that was in the past that comes to wreak you in the present and you feel it is the present situation because Johnny didn't get an A, he got sick or, you know, whatever, we can go forever. But that is not the cause of the guilt shame that you're feeling. It's a rebound of something in your past. So it's important, and the reason this is, I'm saying this in the beginning, it's important to realize that whatever you're doing in the present will have connections to the past. So keep on trying to fix the present. It's not going to fix the shame guilt. Yeah, I think that's really important to talk about. I, I'm an NLP practitioner, and so I completely agree, and I, I understand, like, these little things back here, it's kind of like, you know, when somebody cuts you off on the highway and you get really angry and it's really not the cutting off on the highway, it's all the other stuff that comes slamming forward that that triggers and parenting's triggering no matter what. I mean, I think most people that I talk to want to do the best job for their kids and of course. Feel, like, feel like they're failing every single day because we're setting the bar really high for ourselves. And, um, haven't dealt with things from the past that are affecting how we parent it's really hard it's it's hard not to feel guilt and shame for how you're parenting your kids even if you realize that's not really what it's about correct yeah. but that's that's a good foundation yeah you know we need a foundation because shame guilt has gotten so big so monstrous and it really is a puff of green smoke yeah. It's a puff of green smoke, the Wizard of Oz. Dorothy goes up the Oh, she's so nervous, tends to see the wizard. And she finally gets up to the hill. And Toto, her pulls a curtain back. And yeah. what do we see behind her? A little man. old man, right? Bald and gray, with a big machine that's silver. At least I wouldn't have silver, silver, with a big turnkey, and it's reeking green smoke. So the wizard is only a puff of green smoke, and that's all it is. But we, because of culture, have made it monstrous. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's become a monster and we have to deflate it. We have to deflate it because that's the truth. It's a puff of green smoke that's made to be horrendous. And the reason I say that is because shame, guilt, and I put the two together. If you want me to elaborate, I can on that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, the reason I say shame guilt is because we have a coin. And what do we have? Heads and tails. But it's still a nickel, right? Mm -hmm. We can buy it with heads up or tails. It's still a nickel. But it has different names 
because it's on a different side. Shame guilt is the same energy. Shame is in the unconscious mind and guilt's in the conscious mind. So it's still the same energy traveling on our nervous system. And the reason that we get more stuck is because we try to separate the two and say, well, it's shame, but it's not guilt, it's guilt. So you spend all your time trying to figure out which it is when it's the same nickel. <laughs> so instead of that healing- is awesome. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. You're right, keep going. So we spend all our time, no, it's not shame, I'm not that bad. Oh, it's only guilt, it's a, but it's really shame. I mean, seriously, give it up. Right. Because it is the same. And your mind is getting focused on the differences because that's what um, our literature does. You know, shame is an unconscious, is a feeling that we're not good enough. And guilt is we did something wrong. So you're trying to categorize all the times you did this and all the times. And you know what? You can because it's the same. It's the same nickel. You can't make a quarter out of a nickel. Yeah. So stop, stop the shame and guilt. What is it? Because it really doesn't matter. The only thing it does is stops you from healing. So um, also, I mean, there are other emotions too, but I think they're all tied in like anger, fear, sadness, um failure and what you're saying is like it's every it's negative still feeling. a it's still a nickel like stop focusing on that and focus on the shame deal yeah let's put it this way we all know about leaks in our house <clears throat> and so every time it rains you have to clean up two or three leaks you know one in the bathroom one in the bedroom and you're just getting really tired of this wouldn't it be better to cover the hole up in the roof yeah that's what shame guilt is oh we have depression we have anxiety we have not good enough we have failure we have procrastination they're all shame guilt based mm -hmm. every negative emotion that you can name and i have them in my book is caused by shame guilt. Why do I say that? Because this here you go. I have uh, depression and sadness, regret, loneliness, grief, self abuse, defiance, entitlement, suicide, steal, and tear, anxiety, remorse, overachieving, underachieving, judgmental worry. Everything. When you, you know, and I can distill each one of these and find the shame guilt, but we don't have five hours. Yeah, right. But if you're interested, I can do that. Well, I don't see how hopelessness is shame guilt based. Okay, give me a call and I'll tell you. Yeah, so, right. That's the story. So shame guilt is a negative energy. Yes. Pop the green smoke. It's a negative energy. What is love? Love is a positive energy. Right. And what does love give us, Jennifer? Oh. Oh. Happiness and confidence and right. joyfulness and playfulness and I feel good. I want to be giving to people. Um, 
I don't procrastinate. I just, you know, in this wonderful, but there's many, many, many emotions attached to the love. You know, when we're in love, having love feeling, we have many emotions tied with that. That's the same with shame, guilt energy. The negative emotions are attached to the shame, guilt. So I'm wondering, like, when I was very into the shame, guilt, and having horrible problems, I realized that if I went to therapy for depression, then I had to go for anxiety, then I had to go for suicide, I think I'd be dead before I'd be well. Yeah. So why don't I just get rid of the shame, guilt energy that's causing it? Cover the roof up so we don't get anything. No holes in the ceiling. Right. So that's where I am. Can we just focus on shame? Yet? Okay, anxiety is important. And there are certain methods you can use. I'm not saying that, that you know, therapy is bad. Right. I'm saying and you're, that not, you're not minimizing how people feel either. Just that basically when you get to the root of it, it, it all funnels down into. Yeah, so I'm needing to go right up here and say, Shame guilt is an energy, and it's like a computer virus. Okay, we all know when we get a computer virus, what happens to our computer? Other than we want to kill it with a hammer. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my God, everything is bad. It isn't like only this word. It's all bad. And that's what shame guilt does. Shame guilt energy acts like a computer virus inside of us. It takes all our positive emotions to negative ones. See, each emotion has a positive and a negative orientation. We don't have different emotions. We have several emotions that have different sides. And shame, guilt is like a virus, hits our compassion and we get depression. It hits our anxiety Excuse me, it hits our intuition and we get anxiety. That's that's how how it works. When you were raising your girls and I don't know at what point you started working on the shame guilt uh, as far as how old your kids were. Take me through raising them. And I don't know if you want to answer first how old they were when you really started diving into this and what experiences in your own life brought you to realize this and want to go in this direction. I'm not sure what order that's all well, in. I, when I was raising my children, I did not, this is 50 years. Right. So, yeah. So I didn't know about shame guilt. I just knew that you don't do some things to their personality. Like, um, they they were all trained by Montessori, and I have to be very grateful to Montessori because they were teaching the non excuse me the non shame guilt way without actually saying the words because we weren't permitted to say the right. word shame guilt fifty years ago. They cut your head off. So um, I just went like I would when my kids went out, to, you know, to, to to for sports. I would say have fun on your bike rather than say don't fall off your bike. And that's right. Montessori information. Always give the positive, not the negative, because we tend to hold on to the negative. So I guess you can say that's a shame guilt thing, but I can't give it other than the Montessori way. So I was raised 
to raise my children with Montessori. And I think that was AKA the non-shame guilt way, you know, disciplining and things of that sort. Um, And it worked out, you know, like any other thing, they got in trouble when we fixed it and, you know, all that kinds Mm -hmm. of stuff. So um, I was the perfect mom and they all wanted to know what to be when they grew up. And I said, you know, what you want to be probably has not been invented yet. So stop trying to chase it. And you know what? I was correct because my daughter finally got to college in her third year She says, mom, I don't know what I want to do. I says, well, it might not have been invented yet. Yeah, that's a great point. And guess what? Three months later, IT became. Oh, yeah. So she was first in IT in Virginia Tech and really did well. She said, I got it. They just had this new course called IT. I said, what is it? It's (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, what awesome. what I know about it, you know, and she's mom, it is not a, it. Okay. What is it? She's information technology, but I have to stay an extra. I said, I don't care. You finally know what you want to be. Right. It just had a wait for the world to catch up to you. So that really helped. Right. It wasn't the shame guilt way. I didn't, I didn't think of it using the shame guilt. I'm just talking that I've always was trained to be positive to my kids and see the positive trend also get them for being negative and getting in trouble but um i tend to avoid on the um uh, positive now somewhere in my 40s you know they're off in college now yep and um doing well and i found out that shame yeah because i was dying because of all the um abusive things that happened to me um, and, and I was working and so forth and I, that's when I figured out about the shame guilt information. I had uh, several near-death experiences in my childhood so yeah. I'm saying that the other worlds were very familiar to me. I mean so that's how I discovered the shame guilt and it wasn't discovered yet because I had privy information from other sources. That's all I can explain. So I started to work on myself and I felt incredible releases because I could find the shame guilt and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And um, that was that's that was like all that I could do. And then I did something very important. And but I tell people they can't do this yet until they get rid of the shame guilt they're carrying. We're all carrying some, so we got to get rid of some. To take on some. Right. Okay. So what I did, and this is very interesting. I sort of, you could say meditate, but I just kind of closed my eyes and I saw each one of my children. And I saw the shame guilt I put upon them. Of course we do that. <laughs> Even though you're Montessori positively trained, you still put it on because that's our culture. And I was right. able to to take off the shame, guilt, energy that I, Lois, put upon them as a parent. I had a right to do that because that is my kid and I did that to them unknowingly. So I could take it 
and throw it away like I took the shame guilt from myself and threw it away. And I did each child separately. And almost four months later, each one of my kids got a promotion, got something worth yeah. it. No, I'm very serious. They're yeah. a whole lot better. Isn't, I find that very fascinating. Yeah. Because they were free enough. And that's all I can do. I can't say to my kids now, oh, I'm going to do this and that because I didn't do it. It's their, it's their life. They have to get rid of whatever they need to get rid of. But I had the responsibility because I put it there to take it back. But I didn't take it on. I gave it away to the universe. So I have done that with people in private session. And it was amazing. And that's when I went, oh, my God, this thing is so powerful. Right. This is so, so powerful so then I did was doing more work on myself and my whole body started healing and all sorts of wonderful things happened and I, I today still am amazed that the more shame guilt energy we take away from ourselves yeah or don't use your life can only blossom we did an interview earlier and I have the link to that first interview too where you go through a lot of the trauma that you had is I mean your just your story and your childhood is so huge if people realize where you came from and the situation you came from and got through on your own and then your journey of miscarriage and low fertility like you know there there there's a lot at all the story all ties together and it's you've been through a lot um so people can go back and watch that to fill in those gaps but it's pretty it's pretty amazing you're alive of course it is it's really I'm amazing you're alive. amazing yeah. i'm still alive and i have to um, attribute that that the knowledge i have about shame guilt how i see it how i can take it and get rid of it help my body to heal our body is only custom to healing that's our body. It, it has the ticker tape. It has the um, message. It heals itself. What stops it from healing is our emotional body mm -hmm. overpowers it with the negativity. And I don't want any more shame guilt because of that. I'm just saying that this is one way that you can help yourself. And shame guilt energy only has one problem. Okay. It dissolves in detection. Mm. It's like the jig is up. Get the heck out of here. See, shame, guilt, energy robs our light. It uses our We do not need shame, guilt. Shame, guilt needs us because it's a vampire. Like some people call it the shame, guilt, leech. It just <laughs> takes our light away. Right. So we have to see shame guilt as an entity and that's why i became a filmmaker to show people what shame guilt looks like in that theoretical place and it's a thing that we can take and throw it away and it dissolves in detection that's why they don't want you to know about it so the trick is to become smart know that it's an entity we can kick it out 
the more we kick it out, the happier we are and everybody else. And I just, the shame guilt must go to somebody else that doesn't understand what it is. Yeah. Tell me, take me through, you have like your kids are grown, you have grandkids. How has this impacted down in generations? What the shame guilt or the release of it? The release of it. Of it. Um, <clears throat> I can see them as better parents. And um, I don't know how much my children have followed my life. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to um, use my, uh, my profession as a stimulus of talking about everything to my kids. So right, I, right. I, I mean, like they can look on my website. So, but there are some people that have contacted my children and told them about what I do and so forth and so on. So I do believe that it has impacted their lives as well. I can't say that for, you know, like I know exactly, but I feel that. And when they talk about generational shame guilt, I talk about releasing shame kill from the generation. Right. There's no such, there is generational shame guilt because you pass it on. I'm saying it, someone stops it. I stopped it. I stopped it. I took it back from my kids. Right, right. I stopped the generational shame guilt. I turned it around to be exposed. So we have exposed shame, guilt, generational in my line. Interesting, I don't know if um, <clears throat> you want to follow this, but uh, my mother passed away you know, years ago and we were pretty close. Um, even though there was lots of abuse in the family, my mom and I were fairly close. One night she came into my dream. I did not dream about her. She came into my dream and thanked me for doing this work because she also got relieved of the shame that she carried, that she gave on to me. So the fact that I stopped it, it also stopped the generations on the other side. I thought that was magnificent. I'm like, who in the heck would not want to do this work? I mean, <laughs> I just cried for days because it affected her life as she went on in other dimensions. So shame, guilt is an energy that's transferred back and forth. And we, if you want, you can be the stopper. I'm stopping it. I, I totally believe, I know I, I wrote a book about the dysfunction I grew up in. And um, the reason that I held back doing it was because my goal was never to hurt anyone, especially my mom or my sister. And it did. Um, it was interesting, though, that a lot of family, I didn't, several family members read it and most of the response was really positive. Like, holy cow, this can, it can heal generational trauma. I, I think people just need to realize, and that's not a brag. That's just when you share your story and you, from your perspective and you do it 
you know, honestly and gracefully, it has a potential to heal. It's not, it's not like it was just me or one person who read it. I mean, it has the possibility of healing generational trauma and that's significant to the people that it affects. So I was, I, that was something I did not expect at all. I did not expect people in the family to read it. And I did not expect that reaction um, at all. And geez, like what, how much better can it get than that? Then, you know, a small drop in the bucket of healing that generational trauma. Um, Cause it didn't start with me and my childhood at not even remotely did it start with me and my childhood. So um. Yeah, sharing stories, you know, it helps people feel less alone. It helps people build tools and it helps heal trauma. I think it's really important. So I love that. The the reason, the reason that the trauma, and there's a lot of info about trauma right now, it keeps recurring, even though they do work to recur. The reason it keeps recurring is because the shame, guilt, energy is keeping it alive. It's like the fire won't go out until you get rid of the shame, guilt, fire. Once you get rid of the shame, guilt embedded in the trauma, you can heal. Yeah. So shame, guilt is like that important. And I was like, nobody's talking like this. So I guess I have to, because your traumas will still be there. Okay, they may be a little different doing therapies, but you got to get rid of the shame, guilt inherent in the trauma yeah. to finally heal because that uh, fire is always there. It will always be there until you kick it out. It's right. like the uninvited guest, you know, until you kick them out, it's just going to always be there. Is there, is there, I mean, I know like you have films and, there's a lot. We have all of your information in the show notes. So this is a very bird's eye broad overview of that's why I mentioned the first podcast episode. And now I want to mention all your websites. You have all your films are free. Um, What else do you want to, I want to make sure we cover all of that so people can learn more because this is such a small, small snippet. Now, the way you win over your enemy is to know your enemy. Isn't that what Sam says? Know thy enemy. Because how are you going to defeat him if you don't know how he acts? So I have created a book called 500 Questions, One Answer. And it's on my um, newsletter. If you sign up for the newsletter, every week you'll get 10 or 20 ways that shame guilt is entering into your life. So you have to know how it affects you, how these words and things that people do or you do that causes the shame guilt energy. So that's step number one. Okay. We got a little lost there. Yeah. So step. Step number one is sign up for my newsletter again free, and you'll get the book, 500 Questions. I don't think I was going to give you 500 questions because everybody says, I was going to not do that. I go, okay, so I'll do it over a couple of months, and you still get my newsletter. So first thing is to know your enemy. Then you can look at my films 
out of discord into harmony is a good one because it teaches you how to talk with your inner self. You know, your depression, your anxiety, your internal critic. Your internal critic is really your best friend. But he was terrible. He, he or she was trained to shame your way. So we have to educate. I'm educating you. And then you'll educate your inner critic. And he or she will turn. My inner critic now goes around looking for podcasts. It doesn't do the shaming thing because he got an upgrade. He doesn't have to babysit me anymore. So we can change our lives, but we have to change the inner parts of our life. And kids love this stuff. Out of discord and to harmony, they love that because it's all kid actors. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. Out of discord and to harmony. It's 20 minutes and um, took two years of film school <laughs> for 20 minutes. <clears throat> But it's really worth it. <laughs> and kids love it because it's kid friendly. It's the kids actors. Right. And it, that's who we have inside of us. We have little kids inside of us. We have kids outside of us. Yeah. So it's all healing. And I'm always available for questions and consults. And um, I do charge for my individual um, consulting. Mm -hmm. But you can get a lot of info. You got to know what you got to know. Because... We don't know. And that's how shame guilt takes us because of our ignorance. There's no point of being ignorant anymore. Shame guilt is something to be wrestled with. We can kick it out as long as we can find it. And that's what I do. I teach you to find it, to kick it out. That's all it is. I mean, it's really no, <clears throat> I, I don't teach therapists how to do this. I teach people like you to do this work. You can obviously see a therapist who won, but you need to work on the shame guilt that only you can work on. Right. Lois, thank you so much for being on today and sharing all this information. There's a lot um, of links that people can follow to get more information. We knew when we started this interview that it, it was just a little snippet, but I really appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for the opportunity. and. The kids thank you too. <laughs>